Hello, everybody. Welcome to Manifesting Mastery, Get the Message radio show podcast. This is Monique Gallagher with School of Self-Revolution. A little bit about why we exist. We're committed to transforming lives in a powerful, effective, and tangible way. We do it with programs, techniques that have been scientifically proven to get results. We don't use NLP, hypnosis, or any other mind games. We actually train you to control your own mind and release mental blocks that were installed into your belief system before you even had a say in the matter. It isn't wishful thinking or some you know, new age gimmick. We provide a practical, scientifically proven process that removes blocks and gets you into action to achieve the results you want in your speed and time frame. We believe that when you're connected with the power of your own mind and learn the tools to remove these blockages, you're able to redirect your thoughts and beliefs right in the moment, which transforms your actions and you get the results you want. You'll feel truly empowered and able to succeed on your terms. We teach you techniques to also protect you from outside influences. Some people are sensitive to other people's energies so that others can no longer manipulate or direct your decisions and choices in life. So I'm glad you're here, and we'll get into the content for today. Um, this is a, a wonderful one. This is on the three keys, the three powerful keys to change. And as I mentioned in show number six, if you were listening to that one, we'd be talking this week about how to sidestep history and past life experiences so you can successfully manifest your beloved desire, your beloved objective. And it begins with acceptance. Do you recall the serenity prayer? I was doing a little bit of research before we got on the show. And the most recent understanding where that came from is from a sermon from someone named Reinhold Niebuhr from 1937. And interestingly, it's actually in Sinead O'Connor's song, Feel So Different. It's actually a really beautiful song. I was listening to it as I was preparing. And it begins with this, the serenity prayer. God, grant me grace to accept with serenity the things that can't be changed, courage to change the things which should be changed, and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time. And that's what this show is all about today. This is how I've seen change and a way to be at the leading edge of it, to be on top of this big wave on the surfboard and rather than having the waves crashing about your head. So there's these three keys. First, key number one, accept what can be. Key number two, accept what was. Key number three, accept what is. I'll explain it. So accepting what can be, you can, you're can you probably already thinking, well, yeah, of course I accept what can be. I want my objective to come true. I want these changes to happen. So I have a, a question for you. How long have you worked on your objective, your desire, your hoped-for outcome? If it's been longer than 90 days and you've not been successful at it, at you know your term of success, it says there's a part of you that's not accepting what can be. In other words, that part says it's not possible. Whether that's true or not, if it's possible or not, that part of you clearly believes it. Otherwise, you'd be experiencing that which you desire. 
Now, I'm not implying that your objective is not truly, you know, that it's truly impossible. Because there are things that are indeed impossible, and we have to figure out what those ones are. For example, I'm five foot four and I weigh about 135 pounds now. And say I had a dream of becoming a heavyweight boxing champion. I could see it. I could really feel it happening. I can imagine it fully in my mind, completely. I see myself in the ring. And if you think about it, it's probably impossible for me, at least in this incarnation, right? We all have physical limitations. And other than that, you know, as humans, we really don't have any other limits. If we can imagine it in the right way, we have the right to experience it with one caveat. Do no harm is one. The other one is that it really has to be for our highest good. So if we can imagine it in the right way, we have the right to experience it. Now, you may be thinking by this time, hey, I've experienced a lot of things. I really didn't want to. And they don't appear to be for my highest good. There was a lot of pain and suffering. I didn't imagine that. I didn't want that to happen. No way. Good point. You didn't consciously want to experience it. But a part of you felt that there would be some learning from it, which brings us to the second empowerment. The second key, accepting what was. Now, this is way more difficult for many of us than it sounds. You know, the past is the past, at least as far as the calendar goes. But in our head and our heart, the past lives on. And at times when we feel a bit lonely or down, we can breathe life back into a certain pleasurable moment in our life. Feeling good as we remember the joy, the feeling of successfulness, of being a master of our destiny. Nothing wrong with that. Until you come back to the present moment and you kind of wake up to your daydream and you start measuring the gap. And that's where the resentment, the irritation, and the negative emotions start flooding in. You may start to see, hey, yeah, I'm no longer 30 years old with my fit body, and wow, yeah, you know, I loved where I lived, and boy, my work was so great. And I'm sure you're starting to sense how that could get you into a downward spiral of negative emotions and entitlement, resentment, all those yucky feelings. So now your temporary escape, this temporary daydream into a past moment, which was joyful then, has now created suffering today because life isn't so good. So now accepting what is right now in your life, if it creates resistance and you start to feel sad, you, you can begin to feel the loss of what was. And then it, to add to it, we start thinking, wow, how did my life get to be here, where it is? I was kind of on top of the world. And now look where I am. And just those thoughts of reflecting back to past successes. Interesting. I'm not talking about failure, am I? Past successes prevents you from being really present to be able to do something about it. Because every time we have a daydream, whether it's a good or bad one, a little bit of ourselves goes back into that time, back into kind of this timeline, and we are there. We're not here. So being aware 
of this daydream potential that causes us to really not accept what was and say, you know, that was for then. What's for right now? It leaks some of our manifesting power, our energy, and we'll talk more about that. But let's go on to the third key now, accepting what is. Now, this is harder than it might seem because a part of us just doesn't want to. They, because in a sense, really, we, whatever age you are right now, I'm 53, and whatever age you are now, maybe you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, there are parts of you that still feel you're 30 years old and you have the hopes and potential dreams that you had when you were 30. Now, this can be a great thing, and we'll get back to that in just a moment, but what if there are things active in your life that you don't want and you resist accepting them, you don't want to accept your age, maybe if you've gained a little bit of weight, you don't accept that or the unhappy job, now, all of that is a good thing. I know it doesn't sound like it is, but it is. We'll talk about that in just a moment, why it's a good thing. So accepting the present moment is the way to accepting what can be if it's done in this way. And I'm going to repeat that. So accepting the present moment, what's going on in your life right now, is actually making way for what can be what you want to happen, what you want to create, if it's done in this way. So if you could grab a piece of paper and pencil or you know, pen, and I'd like you to, this is kind of like a little quiz, just for you to you, okay? I'd like you to record on a 1 to 10 scale, 10 being very fulfilling, very desirable, you couldn't add a thing to it, and 1 being, ugh, I don't like this, I don't want this. I'd like you to be really honest with yourself. No one will see these ratings. No one will see this paper. You can rip it up right after the radio show. I'd like you to record the state of fulfillment of your life right now in these particular areas. So if you look at on a 1 to 10 scale, 10 being very fulfilling, 1 not at all, I'd like you to rate your spiritual life. On a 1 to 10 scale, write that down. And really be honest with you here, with yourself. This is kind of on average. This isn't talking about, oh, yeah, I had this peak moment, and, oh, my spiritual life was amazing five years ago. No, today. I'd like you to rate it today. And I'd like you to rate your emotional well-being. On a 1 to 10 scale, 10 being very fulfilling, desirable, you couldn't add a thing. Emotional well-being means you have a good sense of who you are, your strengths, your weaknesses. You accept yourself. You're not hard on yourself. Okay, your financial well-being. Where are you there? You know, do you have enough to meet all your expenses? Do you have a little bit, you know, a little savings, a little nest egg, financial well-being? Are you where you'd like to be comfortably? Does it mean you have, you know, let's not, let's get out of our daydreaming to be a millionaire, you know, at the, by the end of this year. Let's get real. What are your needs? And are your needs being met there? Financial well-being. Please rate that on a 1 to 10 scale. Your intimate relationship well-being. Are your needs being met? Are they understood by your partner? Is it a real good give and take? 
Is there uh, companionship, warmth, learning, growing, evolving? One to ten scale. Obviously, it would be a one if you're not in relationship, a one or a zero, because you don't have that going on. Friendships. How fulfilling are your friendships? Can you be really yourself? Can you just get on the phone and call somebody when you feel a little bit of low, little low and say, you know, I'm feeling this. Can we just visit for a little while on the phone? How genuine and real and true are your friendships? How about family relationships? One to ten scale, please rate it. How connected do you feel with your family? How comfortable in your skin do you feel around your family? So that's, you know, those are kind of the core areas. One other, your work, your work life. How fulfilling is your work life on a one to ten scale? Do you feel... You know, do you feel a sense of satisfaction? You know, your self-esteem is good. Like, yeah, I'm doing a good job. Whatever it is, your work is. Uh, I remember one spiritual teacher I had many years ago. He said, you know, you can go all the way to the top level of development just by loving to do whatever you're doing. So even if your job is to put chairs away after, I don't know, a recital, and that's the only thing you do, but you love it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a 10. The problem is when we resist our work and we don't love it. Like even if, you know, you do something that other people would say, oh, that's not very fulfilling or, or you know, what's the word, ambitious. It's nobody's business. You love it, great. Because at the end of the day, these are your ratings, you to you. Nobody else matters. So being truthful with yourself as the first step to accepting what is gives you access to the power to change things because truth is empowerment. We're really trained, unfortunately, which I, there's a term I use, um, the false new age. There are a lot of people out there trying to do good works, but they're coming from a place that perhaps is not as truthful because they didn't have access to the truth. And so we kind of we continue with these notions of this is empowering and do this. But there's a lot of things out there that really don't have substance. And they feel good, but it's just kind of like a fast food meal. You know, it tastes good coming in, but you don't feel good after. You're not uplifted. You're not empowered. You don't have the tools to be able to make changes in your life. So truth is empowerment. In the first place, we have to be truthful is to ourselves. We cannot practice self-deception in any way. Because, again, that's another power leak. That's our manifesting force just washing down the drain. It's going into the sewer pipes. So we accept and admit where we are. Yeah, I'd like to be 120 pounds, and, you know, I'm 135, and that's okay. My body's really healthy, and I feel really good, and that's okay at 53 years old, right? So would I like to be 120? Great, yeah, and I have the tools. I can change it if I really want to change it, but I'm working on other things right now. So I accept those things I'm not going to be working on right now. That's perfect. So now I'd like you to pick one of those low-rated areas, maybe a one or a two. And we can start to think of those low-rated areas as uh, pivotal areas of your life. 
What I mean by pivotal areas of your life are those are the things, whether you're consciously focused on it or not, they drag the other joyful areas of your life down. So say, for example, that, uh, oh, this was actually happening to me when I started to notice, hey, my clothes aren't fitting really good. Yeah, I'd like to be a little bit less. And I weighed myself, and I was like, wow, 135, yeah, I wasn't that big since I was pregnant. Hmm, that's interesting. And I started to talk really negative about my, um, my physical body. I started to get pains in my body. I wasn't able to walk. I got hip, you know, my left hip was hurting. And then I said, what are you doing to yourself? Accept where you are right now. And hey, if you want to change it, you've got access to the tools. But the first thing is to do is to accept it. Don't beat yourself up wherever you are. And accepting what is is so important. So pivotal area of our life is that area where we're beating ourselves up. You know, yeah, we really should be have a little bit bigger nest egg. Yeah, we should have planned for retirement. And we are shaming ourselves, shooting ourselves, shooting, S-H-O-U-L-D. Yeah, that's worth Um And those are, again, it's an energy drain. Our manifesting power is being used to beat ourselves up. What's with that? We can't do that. Ah, here. Mike's just posted something here. Um, if Even if you've made mistakes that make your life bad, still accept it. We have to. We really don't have any other choice, Mike. Because if we don't accept and forgive our learning experiences, well, a part of us is locked up there. A part of our consciousness is still trying to solve the problem, is still trying to make it turn out differently. We can't do it, at least in this lifetime. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe there's this magic you know, time machine where we can go back to that age and handle it differently, think about it differently. We can do it in our mind, which is why I like the cybernetic transposition processes, because we can change our thoughts and emotions around a situation and actually put in new instructions of how we'd like to handle it. But, you know, if you don't have access to that, to be able to do one of the blocker resolution processes, accepting and forgiving is brilliant as a starting platform. It's hard not to beat ourselves up, I tell you. It's not hard, not true. Well, sometimes for things where I have some remorse, you know, as a parent, we all do, you know. Most parents, they wish they were perfect little beings, and we're not, you know. We're still raising ourselves while we're raising kids. And so there are parts that, you know, that we can wish we did differently and really to see, hey, we did the best we could in that moment. And that doesn't mean to let ourselves off the hook and say even if we were mean that we can continue that. We have a choice today to be different. That's all we can do right now. So I want to take, have you pull out one of those low-rated areas. Take out another piece of paper, please, blank piece of paper, and I'd like you to pretend that area of your life was as ideal and fulfilling as possible. What would it look like? Who would be there? What would you be doing? Where would you be? Now pick one of those areas. And I'd like you to make this imaginary scene, like you are the the director of of, the, of a movie, and the movie is starring you. It's your life. Make that as fulfilling as you can on a one to ten scale. Ten being very fulfilling. And by the way, if you didn't listen to show number six about falling in love with your objective, you might enjoy listening to that. 
falling in love with your desired outcome. Just make a few notes on what would that look like and feel like. And then when you rate it on a 1 to 10 scale, 10 being very fulfilling, 1, eh, not at all, I'd like you to ask yourself, if it's not a 10, what needs to be added or taken away to bring it up to a true 10 in desirability and make those changes on your paper? And you can add more to this. I just want to get you started because we've got a lot more to cover, and I want to give you everything I've got about this subject today. So when you look at that, what you just wrote down, do you have a greater sense of hope and belief that what's possible for you to experience? Are you closer to accepting what can be? Because you have to accept what can be for it to be actually manifested in your life. Now, this is probably the hardest part for people because we settle. We get so used to the way our life is right now. You wake up in the same room. You probably go into the kitchen and you make a cup of tea or coffee. You've got habits. You've got routines. And accepting what can be is, yeah, I'm accepting what can be right now. This is what I've got, but I'm really not happy with it. And that's where the tools, the school of self-revolution can really help. Because it is by accepting what can be, keeping focused on what can be, and clearing anything that comes up and says, nope, that's not right for you. You're not going to get that. Those are blockers. Those are things that are trying to take away your energy and hope. And you just clear them. So we're going to uh, recap right now with these three keys, okay? These uh, three powerful keys to change. First, accept what can be. Imagine your desired outcome fully and completely. Embody it. Fall in love with it. Think about it all the time. Second key, accept what was. To live in the present moment of who and what you are, you need to release the longing for the past or you know, reliving and beating yourself up for failures. You know, if you're having trouble with this, reach out. I've got some tools I can share with you that can greatly assist this acceptance process. And for new clients, you can go to the consultation page on the website and we can spend 30 minutes, 50 minutes together to work on a particular issue that you're having trouble releasing. And I can walk you through the process of how to do that. So key number three, accepting what is. This is where we really need to stay conscious and awake because our hoped-for outcome hasn't happened yet, right? Everything in our life is saying, this is who you are, this is what's possible for you. Life's good enough. Other people have it worse. Accept your lot in life. Now, all that talk, my friend, is not what I mean by accepting what is. That's talking us ourselves into something. That's go along to get along. And go along to get along is flowing down a river, down into some place we don't want to be. We're swimming upriver. So accepting what is can be summarized by, you know, my favorite um poem or that prayer, that sermon, God grant me the grace to accept with serenity. So we're figuring out, you know, what are we supposed to accept? What are we supposed to release? And that brings us to be very present, present and loving life, present for all the people who are in our life right now who want to love us. 
But if we're living in the past, for when we had that really great relationship at 30 years old, or that great lifestyle at 30 years, you know, we're 30 years old, they can't love us, nor can our objectives find us, because we're not present. We're in the past, fixing ourselves or arguing with what was, or longing for what was. So accept the unchangeables. Accept it. In the example I gave, I'm five foot uh, four and about 135 pounds, and likely I'm not going to be the next heavyweight boxing champion of the world. Good thing is I don't want to be. I can't even watch boxing. Now, another example might be I've got to accept I'm not going to have more children. Okay, those are the impossibles. Now, what if I really did want another child? Do you see how that could make me miserable? Because at the age of 53, I'm on to another stage in my life. But still, there was great joy in raising a child. So I'd like you to make a list right now of those things that maybe you had a wish for at some time, but maybe they're no longer possible for you. So you can take a piece of paper out and just write down those things. These are the things you need to accept. You had a desire for it, but the time's gone. Write a few things down. You can always come back to this. This will be posted on the um, the blog, blog and more on the website. So what things do you have to accept that are no longer possible for you right now? These impossibles. And again, you can listen to this more um, later on. But after you have a sense of completion, there's nothing more you want to write down. I'd like you to put your finger on each one and ask yourself, is it for my highest and best good to accept this and release it? Did I just let this one go and just accept this can't be changed? And then ask again. And if you get a yes and you still find yourself daydreaming, well, it should be different, you know? Like me, I should be able to have another child. I don't have that wish, but I could. Now, it's likely you have an obstruction running. You've got a, a mental or emotional bias that's preventing full acceptance. And again, allowing daydream, daydreams to continue may not be right for you because it's a huge waste of energy. It disperses your focus and leaks some of your manifesting power. So better resolve it and update that pattern to deal with the highest outcome today. And again, reach out if you're having trouble with this, you know, accepting the unchangeables, and I'll share some resources. So back to key number three, accepting what can be. This is my favorite part of the curriculum of the School of Self-Revolution teaching you how to stay focused on what can be. So no matter what's going on in your life today or what happened in the past, you stay uplifted, optimistic, and sure of your outcome. Review what you wrote down about one of the areas of your life that you'd like to improve. Imagine you could stay focused on that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's what these tools that we teach in the school will enable you to do. And remember, you know, your future does not need to equal your past unless you choose it to do so. You have access to some of the tools and the techniques to be able to release what was, 
be in the present moment and project into what can be and move naturally and easily towards that. So today you've been shown the three keys um, to powerful change. It works. It's been cross-checked by me, used by uh, nearly 100,000 people, and I can show you how to master these keys. And thank you all for joining. And before we say goodbye, are there any questions, comments, or insights you may have gotten? Maybe you'd like to write them in the chat bar here. And then we're going to, I'm going to pick one person who gets to have a 30-minute Get the Message Breakthrough session with me. Because so I'd like to hear, like, what is it you'd like to achieve? How can I support you? How can I help you get clear to move forward? And so I'm going to pick somebody now, and you can, if you'd like to write, you know, put something in the chat bar of what you got insights out of the show today while I'm doing that. Okay, Maya, I think, M-A-I-A from Victoria, British Columbia. You can please email me, and you can respond to the email that I've sent you to invite you to the radio show. Put some days and times that are good for you, and we'll set up something over the next few weeks and what you'd like to work on, too. All right, thank you all for sharing this time with me. Remember, you don't have to settle for what is going on in your life at this moment. You now have access to tools that can accomplish precisely what you want to experience. And now you've got some more three keys to help keep you more present in the moment. <laughs>